There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Happy New Year! Welcome to New York Talk, where we have well, we've played, so it's a win to talk about, as you'd expect. Um, Bolton Wanderers were the latest victims uh, at, at New York Stadium. We'll go through the game, Ian Everett's complaints, you know, the standard type of thing whenever Bolton play a game. Um, Mick is with me. Hello, Michael. Hello. Benjamin's back with us as well for the last time in for a little while. Hello. And Danny is with us as well. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Not bad. Did we all have a nice new year? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I can speak for most people when we say we got horribly drunk. Um, <laughs> but no, good new year. Yeah. yeah. Ben, horribly drunk? Uh, no. I ain't got horribly drunk. It's not like you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean hold drunk a... on sweets? Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got I got drunk for me because I'm a I, I'm an extreme lightweight. You, you know what, Ben? I'll commend you for that. Most people don't admit that, so you know, bravo, bravo. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, Mick, anything anything interesting from your New Year? No, mate. I'm I just sat there. Back and not like bevies, didn't you? Yeah, I had a few beers and uh, sat there being hellish disappointed at Jules Holland and his garbage hooting on it this year. Very disappointing. But anyway, you know, what can you do? The old thing to say, that. Yeah, man. That is a really old thing to say. To be well, yeah. uh, there might be a reason behind that. Ben, but... can, I just say, can I just say, I've recently seen Mick um, get angry at a bird landing on his garden. <laughs> 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 I have told her about it loads of times and she still keeps doing it. Fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, so let's get on with, with, with everything. Steve Adams, that's a happy way, happy new year from North Wales. I'm not going to attempt the Welsh version of that, please, but because I'll make us all look stupid. Uh, Matthew Hepsonall, 
Happy New Year. Harvey Kellich with us. Evening, lads. A great win yesterday. Um, so, yeah, let's crack on with um, the first win of 2022. Get off, or get the ball rolling with three points. But, Mick, it's a bit like the Burton game and a bit like the Gillingham game. Not brilliant. No. Um, and, and to be fair, if you listen to Ian Evitt, it will quite dangerous, apparently. Dangerous. Uh, mm. Dangerous. But, uh, yeah, it was tough. Tough game that yesterday. Really, really tough game. But we've said it before. You've got, to, you know, we've won. We've won beautifully at times this season. Yeah. You've got to win ugly as well. Um, and, and we dug in yesterday and proved that we can do it. Proved that we can do it. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got to be happy with that. You've got to be happy with that result, if not the performance. Yeah. <laughs> David Jones is a Bolton fan. How Rotherham are top of the league is beyond him. Well, I think um, we should address that because he's got a point. If you want, if you want to buy it, you could buy it. <coughs> no, I'm not going to buy it. Buy I'm not going to buy it. What's wrong about that? If you're a Bolton or Accrington fan, I'm wondering that. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, hundred percent. I agree with him. I, I, I listen. I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with what what he's put there because we said that on this podcast. Well, I don't know how many times for the last month, maybe that the performances have really not been up to scratch. They've been really quite disappointing performances in terms of in terms of quality, but you can't. We're talking about League One football clubs here. You know, you're not going to have quality every single game. The key to it is when you're not playing to your best, still being able to grind out those results. So I, I, I have I have a certain amount of sympathy for what David says there and what some of the Accrington fans said. You know, following our game there. There are times when I look at us and think, I can't believe we're top at league. But then I realise I crap everybody else's. So it just kind of brings <laughs> you around, you know what I mean? What I will say to David is we played Bolton at their place and we're comfortably the better team. I mean, we didn't we we were two it was a two-nil, almost a two-nil battery. I know they had the chances, but we, we were very good that day. So swings in roundabouts, doesn't it? Yeah. Um as Paul wants in his post-match, we've reached the magic 50 points, so we are not we're gonna get relegated. Way. Pretty safe. Um, <laughs> return to the top of the league now. Well, I think it's a point ahead of Sunderland, having played the same amount of games. I think, mm. I think that's right. Um, yeah. But we are five points ahead of Wigan, but they have three games in hand. But it's all about points on the board. I've heard this said by other people. I agree. This season and last season, all about having the points on the board. Um, so let's go back to the start of the game. Danny Ian Everett said before the game that they were in bare bones. They managed to full full bench, and I recognised a significant number of their players. Uh, Owen Doyle, Afalayan, uh, Kachunga played that big guy at back with Sanchez, Carlos Santos. 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 They they were a good team, and they were that was as difficult as I would have expected if they had a fully full strength eleven. Yeah, I think it also puts it down to we correctly guessed it was a little bit mind gamey. Yeah. Um, for me and Everett. Um, because the way you described like them being bare bones, I was expecting them only to have four substitutes and one of them being a keeper, like we had with Gillingham. Um, so I was quite surprised to see a full bench. Um, and the way you described their their COVID, um, <clears throat> the COVID in their camp, I expected us to turn out in hazmat suits. That's how bad <laughs> I thought it was. Um, but no, the players you've mentioned, they played brilliantly for Bolton. I think they were a little bit fueled by the desire to still put in a good shift, even though they were in, uh, in a reduced state of, uh, of fitness, shall we say. 
Um, but yeah, Santos were brilliant at the back yeah, for them. He, mar he marshaled Smith so well. Um, and I think the only time it really upset him was that when he just sort of lost his bearings a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, like, and he wasn't marking Smith for the first goal. And Smith, probably on the rarest occasion of the game, got beyond him and then scored the second. Um, but no, Santos was good. Doyle up front were good. He was always a danger for our back line, who at times didn't look like they could deal with him, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only player we kept sort of quiet was, you said it was off a lion? I think, I'm not sure it was off lion or off lion. Yeah, number 17, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I, can, I can sort of say, all right, he's play acted a little bit for some of the fouls that he's won. Um, did look dangerous on the odd occasion, but I think we relatively kept him quiet. I think it, it basically comes down to we matched Bolton better at their place, and we were lucky they were a bit depleted at our place. I think we can put it down to that. I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it to be honest with you. I, know I said I enjoyed it. I really didn't enjoy it until the seventy-something minute. Um, a few other points that will come before we talk about the game a bit more. Russ Bailey, some of Bolton tactics yesterday, as you know. Uh, but even the keeper pulling off a good save, down to his right, staying down injured. I mean, come on, on, on the top of numerous time wastings. <laughs> We've got the job done at the end of the day, irrespective of all the shenanigans. Absolutely. Um, oh, that keeper got some abuse from the North Stand. I should good think he did Lord. a lot. Oh, wow. my days. I mean, I'm meant to be a, a respectable, well, semi-respectable journalist, and even I were giving the keeper some stuff. <laughs> oh, my days. And when referee finally booked him, I'm gutted because you can't see it on the match replay footage on iFollow. I'm stood up applauding the referee like he's just given an award to somebody. <laughs> like, oh, dear. It, it, that kid, the, Bolton's tactics, like, like Russ says, you could tell what they were going to be from more or less the first five minutes. Yeah, and they did do it very effectively, um, and then they changed the tactics when they conceded, and then they scored straight away, yeah. and then and then sat on it again. Um, so you can see what their tactics were, but thankfully we broke through, and I think that is showing that we still have the resilience to break teams down even when we're not at our best, and I think yeah. that's why we are probably top of the league. I think so. Um, so we'll talk about the goals. There's a couple of other points we'll come to in a minute, but I like Bolton's tactics. But let's talk about the first goal to start with, Ben. Me, you and Mick all came down together yesterday listening to the radio. Uh, I'm listening to Radio Sheffield. Now, what I will say in their defence, I don't think anybody else was playing yesterday, so they had to cover a full hour, basically, with the Rotting Night before the kickoff. Um, and Michael Smith wasn't getting stick, I suppose, Mickey. What Stick's not the right word, is it? From Ronnie yeah. Moore and Rob Staten. but I don't, I don't think yeah. sticks. Like, I, they, they were no, just yeah, it was the right word. Let me. Feel I don't know why we had it in the car. To be honest with you, I have to turn <laughs> Let's it off. Just, let me just time. go through it then. Chill out, calm down. <laughs> they were talking about Michael Smith's recent goal scoring record, which I think was two in nine before yesterday, and they were talking about him as if he was Alfie who'd not scored two in nine, for example, which would be a bit slightly concerned because Alfie gets you those goals. If he's getting two in nine, he's probably not doing his job right. And obviously, you know, they'll admit it. Michael Smith's a different beast. If Michael Smith's getting two in nine, that's not far off where we expect him to be. Um, what I will say is, to back Ronnie up, Ronnie's a much better striker than we will ever be. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's probably got a better idea of a striker's mindset. But, Ben, Michael Smith had a good game. Danny mentions that Santos at that were a, were a beast. And Michael Smith held his own and got his two goals as a just reward. I think Michael Smith said the same as he does every single game, if I'm being honest. 
I don't think he played any better. I don't think he played any worse. People just think he plays better because he scored two goals because that's all the striker's job is, apparently, according to a lot of people, including people on the video yesterday. That's all a striker's job is. It's not. You can't ask a goldfish to climb a tree, can you? That's not his job. Not, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? I haven't, heard, I, I haven't heard that phrase for a while. Good know. Lord. Is that another American to... tree? I don't think. I don't know. But you know what I'm trying to say? That's not Smith's yeah, yeah. job. And it's, yeah, it's funny because Michael Smith, um, oh, I can't remember the first goal, but the second goal, Michael Smith scored a goal, which he's apparently not very good at scoring goals, from a player who crossed it in, who apparently can't cross it in. So, <laughs> what's so, mm, all right, Chio can't cross, cross one got an assist, Smith can't score and he scored, all right, whatever. A lot, all these people know exactly what they're on about and aren't wrong at all. Are you wrong, ever? No, I'm no, I'm not saying that. I'm not wrong <laughs> here. Michael Smith is the best player in League One and the Championship, and if he gets one goal in the, for the rest of the season, I don't care because I know he's going to do his job, which is not score goals. Yeah, he needs to chip in, and he's chipping. He's got two yesterday. So now he's got four in ten, so they can all shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I, I I understand the point that they're making. Some people don't. Strikers always to score goals in the end. I get, I get the point, but I Smithy, I, I Smithy does bring more to the game than just goals. He absolutely Miles, does. It brings more so to the game more. than any striker in the English league. If you exclude With, goals, might be a stretch, if you exclude yeah. goals, if you exclude goals, goals he brings yeah, more to the, any striker in the football league. I think. We're, the we're the thing is, we. Go on. I was just going to say we're talking about two people in Rob Staten and Ronnie Moore. Who both have been around football for, for for many many years, and with the greatest respect to the pair of them, what they were saying yesterday was it was almost as though they were trying to create a story, you know. And and, and they both know better. They both know what Michael Smith brings to this team, and what Michael brings to this team is not necessarily Michael Smith brings to this team is not necessarily goals. The goals are just a just an added bonus to what he brings, and they both know that. And it just felt as though, like you said, maybe they were just filling time. I don't know, but but that that it was just like trying to make a story up, you know. Let, let's get something buzzing on social media that Smith is no good, or you know, I, I don't know whether I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a comment in there that is this something to do with January transfer window and he wants to leave yeah, and his, his mind's them. been put somewhere else. What an absolute load of rubbish! There's nothing to suggest that that might be the case whatsoever. So why say it? Why say it? Why create on a well, but but the thing is, man, why create on a on a on a local radio station that's listened to by so many fans? Why create that sort of um, rumor? Because essentially, that's what's going to happen. It's going to create a rumor mm. unnecessarily. So, and and like I say, I, I, with the greatest respect, absolutely hand on heart, the greatest respect to both Ronnie and Rod Staten. I thought that was a really, really, really poor. Uh, article or whatever. Hmm. You've got to bear in mind when players score so many goals like Smith's done, it instantly puts, not a target on the back, but it instantly puts, like, right, is this going to carry on forever? So when it does slow down, the questions might have to go in. They, yeah, but then I agree, you've got to look at the other side of the game as well, but you've got, you, you're still allowed to question whether his goal scoring record is going to continue or not. You're wrong, you shouldn't criticise him because again, he does other things, but it's. I think it's okay to question. I, I, I 
agree, Mick. I don't think it was done in the best way. Mm. But Danny, I assume you didn't hear this on the way on the way down because you didn't. But what are your thoughts on what we've? Said? I think I think from a journalist point of view, you have to consider it is very hard to fill an hour's worth of airtime. Mm. On yeah. one topic, when the other ones have dropped out, you know, because Wednesday yeah, yeah. and Donny played today, both lost. Uh, um, Sheffield United's game got called off, um, so it was just left. And the Barnsley get the, called. Barnsley play well. tomorrow. Oh, but Barnsley play tomorrow, right? Okay, so to fill in hours preview show of just one team, it does sort of limit your talking point really, and you sort of have to clutch mm. at straws. So if you can pull out um, January transfer rumours because we've just come into January and it fills your hour you're generally going to do it. And it, it, even even though, like you say, maybe it wasn't conducted in the best way and maybe they didn't consider that Smith isn't our goal-scoring outlet, even though he scored the most goals this season, because um, that's not the type of striker that he is. We, we all know what type of striker he is, but for the sake of an hour's worth of airtime, you're going to say, oh, well, he's, he's hit a dry patch, you know, he's not going to carry on. He's not another. You sort of have to... It's one of them things where you take one topic, like I say, we can create news out of it. Mm. You know, it, it's sort of like what the BBC do with the COVID pandemic. When everything isn't going really, really badly, they sort of pick at straws and then talk about that. Um, and obviously, Rob and Ronnie have done that just to fill the hour. Like I said, they are very respectable. Ronnie is a better striker than any other will ever be. Yeah, combined, yeah, combined. Rob is a very experienced journalist who has done the rounds quite a lot and hosted mm. our end of season review show. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, so it's one of them things where they sort of have to do it as the professional and not as the. Um, Oh, how do I describe it? They have to do it as the professional journalist, as not as like the fan entertainment mm. outlet, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, so, so for me, Rob's just done his job, mm. and that's like un- underline that, and then just move on from yeah. it. Even, even though we'll disagree with it, with the type of content they created, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, he's, he's, he's done his job. He's done his hours preview on a very limited topic base. They've got yeah. to the game, and then they've commented on it, and off they go. Um, but like you say, in terms of the type of player Michael Smith is, Ben. He's one of them players where he's not necessarily an excelling player in one department, but he's very good in all of them. He's a very well-rounded striker. Mm. He can be your target man. He can be your old-up player. He can be your goal-scoring outlet. He can be your assister. He can be um, the provider on the edge of the box. So he's got that bubble around him that makes him a very good player, but he doesn't excel at one thing. And I think that's Mm. why he is more open to criticism and praise um, if you take someone like Ladipo, for example, when he's not scoring goals, it's an immediate criticism because he's a goal-scoring outlet player. But when Smith's yeah. not doing it, it's like, well, he's doing other things. You know, He's been providing assists during his dry spell. Um, he's been setting up goals during his dry spell. Um, and now he's back in the goals. And so hopefully that boosts his confidence and he can crack on a bit more with goals as well. And win his Shearer shirt, finally. Come on, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's that, 17 for the season? Um just incredible numbers. Incredible yeah. numbers. Um, we love him. I, don't, I think it's yeah. nothing short to say. We absolutely love him. Um, so let's move on. Let's not move on. Let's stay with Michael Smith. Let's start with the first goal, Mick. Um, and heap praise on Shane Ferguson. I came away from the game yesterday a little bit. I'll give me words. I had a little bit of a, not a pop at Shane Ferguson, but I'm cons- I watch him sometimes. I'm frustrated. I don't get at the man sometimes. 
Mm. But then I sit back and watch everything. You watch Johnny's vlog, you watch a few more highlights. And he had a good game, didn't he? I, mm. I felt, looking back now, I felt quite bad. Not that it, only you two heard me, but I still feel quite bad having a put, I'm saying he didn't have the best of game. When looking back, he had a really good game, Shane Ferguson, and the assist for the first goal sums it up. Yeah, I mean, when you said it, I did wonder if you'd been sat in Ben's seat facing up as a pitch. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, listen, he is such an experienced player. And, he, and he's another one of those players that, you know, he, he can bring a lot to the, t- to the game, to the table, without you actually seeing or recognising that he's mm. doing it at the time that he's doing it. Uh, many, many people on, the, on, on social media were asking why he wasn't in the man of the match poll. And I think it's a valid question. You know, he does contribute a hell of a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought he had an excellent game. An absolutely outstanding game, I thought, yesterday. Um, and, and probably, probably, arguably, did deserve the Man of the Match um, award. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good header, though, Danny. Uh, I know Smith, Smith had to fight through a few players off and their players somehow claimed for a foul. But a solid... Michael Smith header, first one. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing about their players claiming for a foul was immediately put to bed when the club released the um, the live picture from Smith scoring his goal. He is getting climbed on, he's getting pulled left, yeah. right, and centre, and somehow he's still dug out the header and scored. Um, Freddie looks like he's got wings in the picture because he's just yeah. there <laughs> flying. Um, but no, great header, proper centre forward header, uh, great cross from Fergie as well. Um, watching my footage back whilst I was editing the vlog, Ferdinand can open his legs and run at pace. Good mm. grief. He was so quick down that left-hand side. Um, and Woody's distribution as well. Where's Woody found his distribution? <laughs> was he wearing Dunbar Lass's boots or something <laughs> for the game? Woody's distribution were incredible. Um, but yeah, Fergie's assist was, was on point. Smith said it was on point. Um, and it were a very good opening goal. And it settled everybody's nerves for all of two minutes and then Bolton scored. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll come on to the goal in a minute. Gav Wood mentions what you mentioned, Danny. Uh, make sure you fully analyse Woody's Beckham-esque right foot. Um, ben, <laughs> Woody has these moments where he'll turn into just elite players for a minute. He'll be at last man trying try to, try to beat last man for a run forward. He'll be at left wing somehow. And yesterday... He was pinging them out left, right, and centre. Fergie couldn't believe his luck with some balls they were getting from Woody. I mean, who did I say it to? I said it to someone. Um, you can see why he nearly got an England squad. Man, than you. She said to you me, yeah. You nearly got, nearly got an England squad as a, as a youngster before his injury. Because just as minutes of it, it's just ridiculous to watch. And he's just so such a good player. Like, mm. <laughs> some of them were ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> Just picking them because we we sit like right where Ferguson attacks, mm. and we could see it coming. And it's just right <laughs> in stride. It's perfect, honestly. And then he did. He's just so smart with doing certain fouls as well mm. when when he needs to. He's just an all around such a good player. You can see how Warren is desperate to have him in the team, can't you? Yeah. One hundred percent. Let's talk about the main negative of the game, Mick. Uh, the goal, which was scored a couple of minutes after, we really needed a, a period of time. We needed to get to half time, having not mm-hmm. conceded. Um, and maybe it hadn't been coming, but it's a mistake from Victor, where I think it was, is it Doyle that scored it, were, weren't it? Yeah. 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 And it's just got under Victor. I don't know if he's not reacted quick enough or what, but we have to say it's a mistake, unfortunately, don't we? 
Yeah, we do, yeah. It's, a, it's another Wednesday goal, isn't it? You know, um, very similar in the sense that it's just gone under his bodies. Either dove over it, dove too early or whatever, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's down to him. But, you know, that's what happens when you're a goalie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. That That's pretty much the end of that conversation, really, isn't it? You know, they've, they've had a shot. Victor's Victor's dropped a, dropped a clanger. They've scored. We move on. There's no point, you know, berating anybody about it because it's not as though every time somebody has a shot, he dives off the top of it, is it? You know? Um, so, so, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. And it was disappointing to, to concede so quickly, like you say, after, uh, after, after taking the lead. Uh, that's possibly more the issue. Yeah. That we allowed them that opportunity to to open that space up so quickly after we'd scored. Um, that, that's probably a, an issue that needs addressing rather than rather than the mistake by Victor. Yeah, it's not anything I where I've got to ask the question, Danny, because it's two mistakes this season. But it's not an issue. It is an issue because we've considered two goals from it. But it makes up for it in other ways. He had a good, take that mistake away. Victor had a good game yesterday. Still pulled off some good saves, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And in all honesty, I think he has seen it late. Mm. I think he expects Woody to make the block on Doyle turning in the box. And then because that hasn't happened, that sort of caught him out. Yeah. Um, and basically being behind the goal, I, I can more or less see exactly what he sees, apart from this, this green thing in, in the way, which is Victor. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, I, I think it comes down to more of a defensive error rather than Victor not quite having a strong enough hand for it. Because you can't let a striker turn in the box and shoot, can you? That's like Especially um, not Doyle as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like route one defending. Do not let the striker turn. But then again, the way Bolton had been using their tactics well, shall we say, Doyle would have gone down in the box if he'd have felt a lick of contact. Probably, anyway. Um but yeah, so I don't really see Victor at fault for the goal. It's as much of a defensive error as it is the keeper not quite getting a strong enough hand to it. Um, and and, so, and for me, it was gutting because Victor celebrated with me when we scored. And then to see <laughs> look on his face when that went in, oh dear. Um, but then it has a different aspect to football. If you know him sort of semi-personally, to hear him <laughs> get a bit of stuff from the fans about his save, it, it's you sort of take it heart to heart a little bit, don't yeah. you? It's like, well, hang on, that didn't yeah. quite deserve. But, but a lot of the fans in the North Stand went, come on, Victor, good game, second half. You know, it, it's happened, move on from it, keep going. And second half, he did pull off some very good saves. Yeah. It's like there was the second shot that he saw really late through the defenders that he's parried out for a corner. Yeah. So I thought that sort of made up for it, if that mm. makes sense, in, in my opinion, anyway. Might be completely yeah. wrong and I might be getting stuff in from fans in the comments, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with most. Uh, Josh Smith agrees here. We've got Victor should have saved the shot, but Woody and Icky were poor letting Doyle take that turn, take that poor touch uh, and turn the shoot. We'll go into the second part of the comment in a bit. Um, yeah, frustrating. Um, and it is, it's not like we didn't have time to play badly, did we, between, between us scoring and them scoring? There was no time to say, oh, we played badly, we let him on to us. It just happened so quickly. Yeah. Um, and it was a couple of mistakes that let it happen. So I don't think we can read too much into that spell of the game. Um, but then we can read into the second half of the game where we improved from the first half, but it was still incredibly frustrating up until when sadly I came on, which is another point which we will talk about. It was a frustrating half, even though we were the better team. 
Yeah, I mean, they just, they Wickham does, really. Big time. Mm. They came yeah. to do a that's job. A term for, that's a term for the isn't it? The Wickhamders. <laughs> they they came to do a job and did it well. Not well enough, but they did it well uh, for 70, however many minutes it was. And I think it killed us, really. Mm. I think they genuinely nearly did. I think, I don't think we played bad. I think they did a job on us. We could never get going. Uh yeah, I disagree. I thought we were better in the first half. Mm. Yeah, I think the first 20 minutes, first half an hour, we were dominant. I think we were really on top. And then I think their goal dragged. I think their goal killed everything. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if it had gone into 0-0 at half-time, I think second half it would have been 2-3-0 to us. But I think their goal definitely killed us a little bit. I'd get that those um, as well. When was the last time we mm. conceded in first half? That's, I don't know. Don't about at home. Um, we haven't conceded it first half away from home in the league all season. Um, so, not sure about yeah. that. I think their goal, especially, the, I mean, we spoke about their goal. The, the way Gillingham. it went in, I think, didn't help. Gillingham. Yeah. yeah. I think the way it went in didn't help the, the, the mood at all. But, yeah, I thought about it in first half, to be honest. So, I disagree. Okay. Fair enough. You're in the minority, but I don't mind. That's football. When am I not? When am I not? You'd like to be in the minority. I disagree um, with the Mick's comment about Smith getting man at match. I think there was someone else that deserved it. Oh, go on then. Uh, I, I, I said Ferguson. I thought, oh, Ferguson got. You think he deserved man at match? No, I said I said he should have been on the list. Oh, well, Red should have been ahead of him. That's yeah, a fair I'm shout. Let's have a, let's have a quick red praise before we have some praise I on somebody it was ridiculous. else. Uh, that, that clearance, Mick, in first half, I can't remember which before, before our goal or what, but that clearance, when it comes from nowhere. <laughs> that that, that, that Marla Sunday-like tackle. It was yeah. Marla Sunday-like, yeah. It was. No, I had, a feel, I had a feeling that would come in, good grief. <laughs> yeah. He said it to me at the time, and he's absolutely right. That's exactly what it was. Um, he was immense yesterday. As, listen, they all three of them were at the back. I thought Icky had an absolutely outstanding game. Yeah, with the exception of the goal, if you take that out of it, uh, for the remainder Icky, of the game. Icky was good, apart from couldn't keep the ball in play. When yeah, that yeah. first half. Yeah, it Ten Bobhead, weren't it? Ten Bobhead. Yeah, Ten Bobhead in first half. But, but, but as, as a back three, I thought they were excellent yesterday. Yeah. Um, but Reg, Reg was definitely, well, was he the standout out of the three of them? We, we, yeah. Woody playing his Perlow. Nah, Red. Red has got to be. Defensively. Defensively, we're outstanding. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I, I just hope that we've we've got some sort of agreement with Huddersfield that we can keep hold of him. It would be great if we were able to. If we're not, then we're, I mean, we're going to have to rely on Wes Harding. Oh, oh, dear. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> hardly a big deal, is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, the, the talk is that we have a, essentially a gentleman's agreement that Huddersfield don't want him back. And unless somebody's going to put silly money in, why would they sell him? Yeah, Because you're only going to sell him to a championship club who they don't want to strengthen at this time of the yeah. season. So, I, uh, I think back. I think with the whole, gen- like I say, the gentleman's agreement with Huddersfield, I think the deal suits both parties so well that there's no reason to mm. justify Reg being recalled because he's at a top-end League One club virtually starting every single time, yeah. um, apart from when he's injured, effectively. So he's getting a lot of minutes under his belt and Huddersfield have done that 
to make sure he's a certified first team player for them, which mm. he was more or less last season, but he was sort of on the fringes. Um, so their manager obviously gone. Oh, I'd rather want to take him on loan. Right, he'll he'll more or less play every game. That's that's a given. So send him there for the season. Comes back much better defender for Championship level, and then he goes straight into our back line. Easy as that. Well, so I think that I think that's why there's no real reason for him to recall him, unless, like I say, someone puts in silly money for him. I do think he will be with us after January. I mean, I hope he is anyway. Yeah. I don't think he'll want to move either because I mean, Huddersfield's what forty minutes. He's from he's from London, so it'll have moved up. And him coming on one here, it, he's he didn't have to move again, really, does he? No, Staying under just drives or yeah. I, don't think, I, I, really. I think the the one player we can definitely say will be with us probably next season is Victor. Very mind he's just bought a house up this end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you won't you won't buy a house if you're planning to go somewhere else next season, would you? No, that's a good point. Um, let's talk about the second goal properly before we talk on the last performance, the individual performance. Um, it's a really nice bit of football, Danny. The cross is really lovely and measured, and it's not an easy header for Smith, and he does he does really well to get right in the corner. Yeah, he does. And just a quick mention to Chio's run that he does before his cross, a run that he does at least three times every single game. <laughs> but the only difference this time is that he's hit it as sweet as a nut and Smith's got his header on it. Now, Smith has actually ducked down to head it, so I think if he'd have tried to volley it, he'd have missed it. And sometimes it's down to the striker to convert the cross rather than the cross being created itself. We've seen from Chio, he creates that chance more or less every game, but he's down sometimes down to the attacker to finish it, and Smith's measured it perfectly, got his head on it and scored. And I don't know if you've watched the vlog or anything like that, but I lose my portable charge over side at Rayleigh. And, uh, and one of she was just like, she was a bit, she goes, oh yeah, thanks, pal. I lost it twice. Both times we scored, it went flying out my pocket. And now I have to find someone else to keep it now. Um, but yes, Swiss goal and Chio's cross sort of complemented each other in the, in the quality. Um, and now it'll keep the, uh, the 72 quiet about, about Chio's assisting ability <laughs> even though right I did a bit of looking up yes he only has one assist in the league now but he's also got an assist in the FA Cup and technically he's got an assist for winning a penalty because if you win a penalty you're, you're technically given the assist okay Um, at, at least on the data site I was looking at so te- so technically if you win the penalty you get given the assist obviously you can't assist a penalty no. in play but they sort of give you the assist if you've won the penalty, because like, oh, you're the one who's contributed to it, but they don't give the assist if the penalty winner takes the penalty. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think Chio won the penalty against Fleetwood that sadly it took. So that's why they've sort of given okay. him the assist for it. In the same way that Icky got technically got the assist for Barlas's penalty against Gilliam. Okay. So, so technically, Chio has three this season, technically, <laughs> but only one of them technically in open play in the league. But, you know, Maybe it'll give him a bit more of an eye for a good cross and hopefully we see him get more assists and he'll can then be the player on paper that we see him um, with our own eyes during a game. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and it was a great moment, mate. We've, we've not really had one of those moments at New York yet this season. Most games have been quite comfortable. Mm. This was the first one where it was the relief when it went in was yeah. apparent for everybody. And it yeah, made it was. great noise when we went in. 
Yeah, did, absolutely. The atmosphere up to that point was excellent. <laughs> Um, I thought, if I, I thought that the atmosphere throughout the game were excellent. Uh, both sets of fans did really, really well, and, and like you said, that was probably the first goal of the season where there's been some relief, um, sort of mixed in with the joy of it. Mm. So I'm assuming that we won't be hearing any moans and groans about Chio this week from from our own supporters. And uh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, will not be. Uh, well, we don't want to be. We don't want. These people talking about Chio, do we? We don't want people no. alerting, alerting other clubs to how good he is. Not until <laughs> at least March. Uh, not yeah. at all. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. But anyway. yeah. um, final point. Well, final point I have on this game is the man that sort of changed the game. Uh, ben, we had a conversation on Thursday. Or Friday, whenever we talk last. <laughs> about oh, I, I was hoping this would come up. <laughs> uh, what I should have done is clip the conversation and put it into the podcast. But I'm, I'm just going to basically say what I, what I said was that if you need to play Sadlier at a number 10, he cannot play a wing back. And if you play Kieran Sadlier as number 10, or, or certainly an advanced midfielder, he will play well. And you disagreed. Yeah. Would you like to change your uh, comments? I would like to take back what I said. <laughs> um, I, uh, in my defence, until yesterday, um, was it yesterday, yeah, until yesterday, I hadn't seen really anything from Sadlier. Uh, but I thought he played well. <laughs> really well. I thought he played really well. Uh, that's it. I think he played really well. He did. What's the word? He played with more. With less discipline, if that makes yes. sense. That's exactly more, the point. Um, I don't know what the word freedom. is. Expressive? Freedom. freedom. More freedom. Uh, trying things. Um, some of it didn't work. Some of it did. That little back heel. That little back heel, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that, was, nice. that was incredible. Uh, yeah, just... I mean, he was just all over the place, weren't he? I think... Yeah, I think he played well. I, I think he played really well. So I take back what I said. Good man. Uh, Josh Smith agrees. Been sadly his biggest critic this season. Fair play to him. He changed the game yesterday. Uh, we'll bring him in for a while, though. Clearly, he's resting, like you've said, Mick. Uh, looks mm. shattered after 50 minutes. Uh, Gavwood also mentions they're almost shocked. It looks spent, so he might get decent in the team now. Yeah, it, it was sadly was it, 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 we might, might might be wrong. It was it looked like a slight change in formation, though, Mick, when sadly came on because before we'd been playing three at the back. And then Barlazer, and then Wiles, and then Rathbone, sorry, and then basically Wiles, almost in a straight line. Not mm. as simple as that. But yes, but when he came on, it was also like Barlazer and Rathbone went as a central standard mm. two. And, and uh, sadly, it was clearly in front of them. It wasn't, there was yeah. no mixture of the lines, were it? No. And it worked. He had so much freedom. He had all that space to move into. He was able to link the play together. He did everything that we wanted him to do and that we know he can do. I know he can do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we've said before, and I, I, the, the number of times we've, we've talked about Kieran Sadler on this podcast and said that when he comes on, he's just trying to ward. He's clearly mm. trying to ward. He's trying to do this, he's trying to do that. For some reason, yesterday, he came on as a completely different player. He just relaxed. Yes. He just relaxed. And, and, and it was... People have said it, and, and and it's just been said there. He changed the game, and he did change the game. Um, it gave us it gave us something else in midfield that we'd not had, and we'd not had it because of Wiles has been Wiles has been off it. You know whether it's whether it's tiredness, confidence, whatever it is. You know, it, it, and, but he came on and created 
what Ben Wiles can create when he's when he's on form, on song. Brilliant. I thought he had a brilliant performance for the 20 minutes he were on. And, and it's, it's great to see, because we know he can do it. Except then, obviously, the rest of us know he can do it. <laughs> um, and, and it's really good. It's really good for us. It's really good for him. Hopefully, hopefully he might get a bit of a, a run in the team and, and keep doing it. And if he does, then Wiles is going to have to scrap for his players back. Yeah. No, definitely. Danny, we, we've, we've, talk, we've talked about sadly a lot, a lot, a lot on this podcast because we, we've seen what he can do. But it's only 20 minutes. It's only what they call a 60-second minute. So it's only actually half an hour he's played. So we can't get too carried away. But that was the first signs that we've that, of what we were promised when he signed almost. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I do think it is the best half an hour that he has played. Yeah. Um, certainly with crowds in the stadium anyway. Um, it, like Mick said, he just seemed to relax when he came on. I don't know if it's been something they've worked on in training just for him to relax a little bit whilst he's on the pitch or during phases of the play or what. But the way he came on, it was just so chilled out. But he also had his own confidence to, just to try little mm. sneaky things, you know, to fake out the shots, to try that back heel, mm. which, oh my days, that that were, that were incredible. Just that little touch, 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 back heel and you played in Chio. Oh my days, yeah. fair play to him. Um, but yeah, like you say, he's come on, he's relaxed, he's not trained too hard to try and break into the team. He's just sort of looked at the situation like, all right, it's my job to go on and create something. And he's come on and he's played incredibly well. So all I can say is fair play to Sadly. And I think mm-hmm. he's also disproven a lot of rumours about him leaving in January. Because even, even I'll say, yeah. the way he was playing and the way he was um, not being utilised, shall we say, he probably would have benefited from a loan out somewhere. However, mm. if he is going to offer that in games now where we are able to switch the system, we are play, able to play a different way in midfield, which we all said was one of our main negatives at the Accrington game, they just matched up our midfield and stopped us playing. Yeah. If we've got that outlet to switch the midfield, to go from Barlaser as your, uh, your quarterback and then the midfield in front of him, to have the midfield's uh, flat line behind Sadlier in like a midfield triangle. If we've mm. got that outlet now with Sadlier and he's able to play like he did against Bolton, that changes our game completely for the rest of the season. And I really hope Sadlier takes the confidence that he's probably got from this game, takes it forward and applies it to any other game that he uh, comes on in a sub or starts mm. in. So, Kieran, if you're watching, probably not, but if you are, well done, mate. Fair play. Fair Top play. Performance. Yeah, well, uh, Sam took sadly a tough decision with him in January. Rumoured he wants wants out because he wants to play. Understandable, playing him in his correct number ten um, role can be uh, can be some player. He continues, he has to be kept. He's got the ability and gives him the option when we need to mix it up. Yeah, for me, it's not a tough decision. He goes nowhere. It can, we can't let him go because he is just something different. And like Danny just mentioned, he gives us the option to change it up. Um, I think I think one of maybe. Um, I'm just guessing one of the reasons we haven't seen him is because he doesn't want to lose out on what Barlas gives us. We didn't lose that yesterday. Barlas was still able to continue playing his almost quarterback role while Sadly was on the pitch. Um, so if you get both best of both worlds, off we go. It, it was almost a diamond in midfield, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Because because Lindsay, I know Lindsay came on later in the game for Rathburn. Um but like you say, there was Barlas, there was Barlas, uh, Wiles and Rathbun almost in like hit the straight line, and it sort of moved itself into that triangle. And then with the wing backs, it, it was, 
it was in, it was an interesting tactical change. We've not really seen Warning make a tactical change to the formation. We've sort of just stuck with the three five two throughout the game. But to have the not the confidence, but the knowledge to do that when you know you are slightly on the back foot, I think also proves that Warney is um, a much better manager than he was in probably last season in the Championship as well. He's got mm. he's still got that desire to win the game, but he's willing to now roll the dice on a formation change to get that. Mm. Um, and, like, and like we say, sadly goes nowhere. If he's got that outlet, he stays. Absolutely. He stays and comes on as an impact sub or starts a game if Wales or Rathburn is slightly off it. Um, so, yeah, it's, probably, it's effectively a new signing because now we've found how we can utilise Sadly properly and mm. now we can just crack on with it. The thing yeah. is, as well, Danny, as you point, you point out there, it does it does it did change the change the formation slightly or change the setup slightly, but it was very subtle. It yeah. wasn't a, you know it wasn't a custard pie, you know five uh, three five one to four four two. It was a very subtle, almost almost undetectable change in the yeah. way that we were playing. The custard pie at face is a very obvious, isn't it? It's an obvious trick. Oh. Come on, keep up, Ben. <laughs> um, which, 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 again, which again is is um, is, is is sort of another indication that that Warney and the team are, are progressing and developing as coaches, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, brilliant, brilliant, really great to see him play like that yesterday. Really, really pleased for him and mm-hmm. us, obviously. Yeah, yeah. What's well, been one of the things that has been rightly thrown at Paul Warney is that he's can be quite rigid, tactically rigid, rigid during the games, and he's, he's showing now that he has. Options and and can do it. So it's not just him. That's obviously Barker. I'm sure as well. A birthday to Matt. I'm sure as well. This is birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birthday to him. Um, so many happy returns and all that. Um, we've got to give credit for all three substitutions. To be honest with you, Ben, uh, we talked. About, I talked about Sadly coming on. Uh, JJ came on the second minute, and Lindsay came at ninetieth minute and did okay. But let's talk about JJ for briefly. Again, he didn't score, but his work rate's there. He's, he's he starts attacks, whereas Freddie wasn't doing that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, Thank you, mate. Well, well on. Yeah. He tackled their player, didn't he? And he broke from it. And yeah. He's a good player. He's going to be a good player. Um, mm. For me, I think he plays. Imo Grigg plays next week. Next week? Tuesday. When's next league game? No, when's the uh, proper game? A week on 15th, Saturday. 15th of January, uh, next league one. For me, then a week on Saturday, 15th, I think uh, him or Greg plays. Mm. I think he deserves it. Uh, my, only, my only worry is that he, him and Smith might not gel, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to see because has he started a game yet? I don't think he started, has he? He started against. Did he start against Morecambe? Can't remember. Ooh, if he might have done. Matt started one. Um, so yeah, I think I think he, I think he starts. I mean, Wood makes another good point. It played played a hell of better against Santos. Was was just trying to be just as physical, unlike Freddie, who didn't want to go anywhere near him. I think that's a good point. Mm. JJ is not scared to go get involved in those battles, whereas Freddie. It's not Freddie's game to be involved in those battles, so it's not a dig at Freddie. Yeah. He just can't do it. There's no point Freddie getting involved in that battle because he's going to get put in his backside nine times out of ten, isn't it? Um, ah, Michael Fairbank, there you go. We're going to win. And also, this this was just a side point which people on that. As soon as the substitution's warming up, as soon as JJ get called to go get stripped off, 
the first person to go shake his hand to, I assume, say good luck with Will Grigg, mm. which is a sign of the squad. Grigg was, would have been gutted not to come on the pitch because because it was his option. But for him to just go say, what, check his hand and good luck, whatever, shows a sign of the squad you've got as well. Mm. Um, just a side point, which a lot of people might not have noticed. Mm. Um, I think we're just about done with the game. Is there anything else that we've not mentioned? I'm sure there is. I think we've covered quite a lot from that game. Anything else, Nick? I was going to mention their tactics now, but it's a bit, bit of a concern. We struggle with those tactics. Yeah, I don't see point we're talking about it. I mean, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? It is know, embarrassing. You know, I, I, it's, it's this, a concern, isn't it? Well, there's two parts to it, isn't there? You know, I get slowing the, slowing the game down a little bit, you know, keeping possession of the ball, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I mean, Affelainen, is it Affelainen? Spent most of his time on his backside being treated by, uh, as much time but on his backside being treated by, uh, by, physio as he did doing anything else and he's clearly a good player you know the goalkeeper oh, went down for that save and, oh, and nice. then stayed down I have never seen anything like that in all my life how he could possibly claim to have been injured I, I, did he fall on a fall on a brick or something you know we're not playing on wreck on a Sunday morning are we you know what I mean He's not, there's not some bottle left there from somebody out on last night before I, I, I don't know what he were, what he were doing those sorts of tactics, they're, they're just as bad as diving, aren't they? They're just cheating. You know, if you haven't got the ability to, to play the game and to match up with the team, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get it, but the, the managers the managers nailed this colour to mass earlier on it, Rick, Ante, you know. Um, and, and like I said earlier on, I think there's some headline in some Bolton paper somewhere where he's, he's called yesterday's game dangerous. Because of yeah. the, the the issues with player welfare, you don't know what he's talking about. He does. He's deflected. He does. They've got best team in the league, mate. What are you on about? <laughs> oh, that chant was funny when we got that going. Oh, my I rest, days. I rest my case. He's got best team in the league, and he's having to wickham us. I mean, he's yeah. a great manager. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. He's deflected the the sixteenth league, having spent. All right, they've spent millions and millions, but they've spent a fair amount of selling on wages and things like when that. When did they not? When did they not? They just bought Dion Charles when from did not? Accrington for three or four hundred grand. So well, is, is that, is that confirmed now? Then yeah, they the confirmed Dion... the confirmed the morning of the game. Of ah. game. Um, but that's at least three hundred grand they've spent on Dion Charles plus the wages that he would want. Uh, he's him the sixteenth league. That's yeah. not good enough for what they're doing. Um, yeah. Um, one more topic which is definitely worth mentioning. Gav Wood mentions yeah. it. Exit strategy. Uh, Richard Dimbleby, yeah. club need to look at the existing uh, existing ground. Yesterday was a joke. That I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I came out, that 900 Bolton fans were allowed to walk down New York Way whilst 8,000, 9,000, nearly 9,000 Rotherham fans had to be squashed down a steep embankment um, down a narrow exit way. I don't know whose strategy this is. We've, we, me and Mick, have spoke to people who work in the police. They claim it's not them. I think the clubs say it's not them. I don't know who has made this decision, but it is stupid. I think we all know, don't we? I think we all know who's pretty much responsible for for this the, the whole debacle um, of this, the, the, the cause of it, the root cause of it. We know the root that, cause of it, yeah. Yeah, the well, uh, you know, we, we, we're building a bridge that could have been built for the 18 month stadium were empty and started building it when people go back into the stadium. The same people are responsible for the safety around that area, as far as I can see. I'm not convinced it's a club 
issue. I'm not convinced it's a police I don't think issue. It's a police issue. No. Um, I suspect both the club and the police will have an input into it. Mm. Um, but 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 yeah, this is dangerous. This is What's dangerous. Safety advisories group is a safety. Well, they call what, like, it's something to do with now? council, isn't it? It's something to do yeah. with council. Um, but I don't know. But it, it is dangerous, and it does need to be addressed. Thankfully, hopefully, I would suggest say rather. I don't think we're going to have any more uh, clubs visiting New York who are going to bring Wigan. particular. Well, we've got Wigan, so that's going to be an issue as well. Maybe uh, it's a good Friday. Yeah, possibly. Mm. But you never know. The I oh, know. I was going to say the council might have finished building the bridge by then. No, but I'm, no, no. That's no. What I'm, I'm thinking. Of, <laughs> I'm thinking about next season. I apologise because it'll still be in place <laughs> next season. Um, yeah. it, 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 in all seriousness, needs to be looked at. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. There's no question about it. And and, and, and just common sense. Anybody with an half a, half an ounce of common sense can see that that's going to cause a problem at some stage. Mm. I think it's one. It's one of them things where they won't act on it until something bad happens. Yeah. Which, yeah, well, which, which well, then they'll blame the club or police for it, won't they? Then, yeah, you know, because <laughs> yeah, that's what will happen. Yeah. That's what will happen. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you think the problem is? Like, what? What are you annoyed about? Like, the the, the, the problem. The problem is, is that nine hundred Bolton fans were fenced off from the nine thousand ish. Well, eight thousand nine hundred. Yeah. yeah um, they were fenced off from us. But they had more run of the open like exit yeah. strategy, if you like, and then the Rotherham fans were almost caged in. Like there was a there was a line of fencing going up New York Way. There were a line of fencing to stop people going down Grass Verge, um, the, the more accessible Grass Verge, I might add, that goes down onto the little slip road into the council's car park. Um, so we're just sort of like all just funneled that way, and to have nine thousand people who. Some of them are very unsteady on the feet, and it's, it's a steep it, drop that as well. It's yeah, quite, it's, it's, quite a, steep, it's a steep drop. It's wet. It's a grass verge, so it gets muddy. To have just people funneled that way, in the in the majority of the fans, isn't the right exit strategy. The right exit strategy is to stop the Bolton fans leaving in vast numbers, like all all at once up New York Way. Keep New York Way open a little bit more at the top. And then you can have people exiting two ways, but to have just one exit open for eight thousand nine hundred people is a health and safety hazard. Granted, it's not helped by the fact that the council said the bridge will be done in October, and we're now in January. That's not helped the situation at all. Um, but it might nudge the club to explore the possibility of building a bridge uh, over the river, at, over the south stand, into that part of town. So then you've got just the two mm. fans going separate ways. Um, it doesn't help the fact that Bolton are a fan base that like to try and rough up the other fan base, shall we say. Um, so that's why the fencing was up. Um, but to have nearly 9,000 people bottleneck through a car park that isn't actually owned by the club, you need to ask the question of the council, well, why didn't you provide an, 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 a different exit strategy? You know, why is, why is there just one there? You know, and, and I know we technically can't hold away fans back now because it's a new law that's coming and it's against human rights. Jesus, okay. where? Okay. Um, but to have 900 people have the run of an entire road going up there when there is a very sizable car park 
and a very thin line just to go, just wait a minute. We'll just let everybody else go first, and then you can go. Most of the away buses are in that car park, I might yeah, add. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's even less people going up that road. So you can just go, just wait here just a little bit, let all of them lock clear first, and then you can go in back to train station or whatever. Um, but now it, it it was silly. The, the bottleneck to get down there were was silly. It, you like it will it will like being in the old pens in the terracing, or at least from yeah, what was, I could yeah. see. I from what I could see, like the amount of bodies that were going down that road, it was silly. If someone had fallen in that, and no, and it was dark as well, lighting's poor as well. I might add, if someone had fallen and, and not seen, Lord knows what would have happened to him. So thankfully, no one's come out and injured, and and they're lucky in my opinion as well. Yeah, they are. And uh, like gravel management, dark, dangerous, poor footing. Obviously, a potential COVID issue as well. They've been yeah. somewhere close together, all the way to stay together, anyway. But yeah, issues. And I don't know, the council, the council won't listen to this, but it needs to sort of come on. Guys. Yeah. The council won't do anything about it. You know that. And then when something bad happens, they'll blame utterly, for utterly it. Pointless. Utterly pointless. Utterly pointless. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Wright, quicker doing the bridge over the river Kwai. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should bring uh, anyway. Uh, moving on, we have two or three minutes on crew game, but then we've got a couple other things to talk about. Uh, Crew Alexandra on Tuesday night, our first ever meeting in the Football League Trophy with Crew Alexandra. Danny will be one of the very, very few I imagine that are going. Have you got any numbers for us, Danny? Um, well, all I can say is that the one bus that's going from all the away day groups is the Kimmy Park bus, and we've currently got 32 on it. Um, so if anyone decides to come late please come with Kimmy Park Um, we are picking up in town at about 10 to 4 um, so, if you, so yeah, please please book on that if you are deciding to go. But yeah, the one if if there's fifty there, I'm surprised. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it will be. Um, who's going to play, Mick? You know that Bowler is probably going to play because Ferguson is not going to play, and Miller's probably out for a week or so. Um, so Bowler's going to be in there. You'd assume sadly will play. You're going to see Grig in there. Vickers is going to play. What what are we going to take from the game? Because what I'm trying to ask from the change that we'll make. I don't know. You know my view on Peter Trophy. I, I just wish we weren't in it. I do honestly. I, I we're going to get some game time for some of the players that are not getting first team minutes at the moment. So so as many changes as he can make out, you know, from the squad to get some game time into the legs of, you know, Hakeem Adolphin and and JJ gotcha. and. And Lindsay and and so on and so forth and and, and Taleji Bowler as well, you know, get these lads get these lads some game time because they need it, they deserve it, and they are going to be called upon in first team at some stage. So, uh, you know, we make the best of it and and rest as many of the 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 regular first teamers that have been regulars so far. Get them as much rest as possible. Um, so yeah, we've just got to use it to to our our. our Benefit and don't really matter whether we win or lose, does it? No, not really. Three games from Wembley. If that adds a yeah, slightly yeah. better spin on it, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Danny, anything else you want to add from the game? Oh, one, one good thing to mention. That's a good thing. Referee, ref watch. Oh, yeah. um, we have our Rotherby. I think this is Rotherby's first ever female referee. If she does take charge, Ooh, of the game. very uh, good. Rebecca Welch. Is, is scheduled for the referee. This was announced during Christmas, so there's always chances that it could be changed for one reason or another. Uh, mm. But that's a bit of history. 
uh, for us. Um, just uh, on, on that note, I'd just like to, and, and I, I know for a fact, and I can't remember why, I was a very vocal critic of Jeff Eltringham last season. Um, I can't remember who he refed us against the championship, Cardiff. but he was, he was garbage. I nearly swore then. He was garbage. I thought he had a really good game yesterday. It, it, again, the, the ref, I thought, I thought he took charge of the game really well. That's just me. Uh, he certainly I, took charge of Ian Everett, we'll say that. Well, exactly. You know, it, it, it could have been a little bit, it could have been a little bit better or a little bit quicker in the time wasting. But other than that, I thought I thought he was pretty fair, pretty decent, pretty consistent. I, I, I just, I, I thought, I thought, well, I thought his management of the time wasting was a complete joke. Well, but but that seems to be the way that they do it. All yeah. referees. All referees mm. are the same, and and he didn't wait until eighty five minutes to book their goalkeeper. He did it on sixty seven minutes. So, <laughs> I was going to say when that much difference. No, I agree. I accept that, but with the exception of that, like I said, uh, like I said when I when I when I started talking, with the exception of his management at the time wasting, I thought I thought he had a decent game. Credit where credit's due for me, and and I am going to criticise some in the future. So let's, you know, when they do do a good job, I think we should be pointing it out. And that's my view anyway. He, he took okay. charge of uh, Santos going down thinking he's won a free kick and then he just handballs yeah. it before it goes out for yeah. a corner. Yeah. And so he's just gone, no, that's silly, yellow card. So, so yeah, I, I, mm. I do actually agree with you, Mick. I think in terms of managing his ta- the time wasting, he could have been a bit sharper. Yeah. Um, but like you say, you could say that about nearly every referee in EFL. But in terms of, uh, fairness to both sides, consistency. Mm. It was, it was all right to be fair. Yeah, mm. that's all. It's worse. Yeah. Um, Danny, anything to add on the crew game before we come on to the uh, hilarious uh, South Yorkshire clubs? Um, it's sort of fitted in well timeline wise that we've now officially announced our partnership with her game too. Yes, um, so. it has been in the works yeah, for a long yeah. time, so I'm told by um by Abby who. Is one of our club representatives for her game too. It has been in the well, works for a while. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, um, but she certainly reps the Rotherham shirt on their awareness video as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it, oh, Ben's gone. Um, but it has been in the works for a while. Um, but now, through various means, it couldn't be officially done. Uh, but now it's official, which is fantastic because. Uh, mm. Any sort of uh, sexism in the stands and on the pitch towards female referees isn't really just in the modern game. Um, and it's fitted well that we've now got our first female referee for the crew game. Mm. Um, and as we've seen, a lot of the time, the female refs are more competent than the blokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they seem to be a lot fairer. And the best thing yeah. is that they don't take any stick from the players at all. Mm. Yeah, as soon as soon as they say a bad word to him, they're in book, which is brilliant to see. Because again, referees do get a lot of abuse, full stop. But now that female refs are becoming a lot more prominent in the men's professional game, you sort of go, "What sort of abuse will they get from the players?" You know, and mm-hmm. it turns out none because they book them anyway, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had female liners before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we've had some dodgy uh, ones uh, against Hull a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you've got like that one, go have you, Matt? Never will. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, it, is, it is good to see that we've now come into the bubble of having a female main official on the pitch, yeah, yeah uh, which is great. And the final note on the crew game um, this is rumour, speculation, whatever you want to call it. But the rumour is 
is that Big Tony is going in for the EFL Trophy coming to Rotherham this season. That that's that's the rumor I've heard. So just don't be surprised if we go a little bit suspiciously strong <laughs> against Crew. Um, again, it's all rumor, it's all speculation. I don't know how true this is because obviously I don't have Big Tony in my contacts book in my phone. Um, <laughs> not, yet. not yet, anyway. Um, but yeah, the rumor has it is that we are going in for the double this season, whether it's the EFL Trophy and the promotion trophy, the EFL Trophy and the playoff trophy or the league title. We mm. we want to do some sort of double this season, which you know is great ambition. Yeah, yeah, you have to credit it, don't you? But yeah, so that's that's the rumor I've heard on the grapevine, anyway. Yeah, and it's also it's also a good time to play the game because we can if we you can take one of the next two games seriously, really. We've got we've, yeah. got, we've got crew and QPR. You can you can let go with one of them. We don't you don't need to be in both. Although if we stay in both, that's lovely. Um, mm. But it's a good time to have this game. Um, so yeah. Hopefully so. Mm. Um, we'll not do any predictions, but we'll talk about this on Thursday. When we come back Thursday, we'll do a, do a slight review of this before we look ahead to the FA Cup on Saturday. Uh, there were, like I mentioned earlier, there were no South, other South York teams playing on Saturday, but they made up for it on Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the big one. I'll start with the big one. Go on, then. Oh, poor little Johnny Rovers. I mean, all together now. One, all. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> they were within 29. Anyway, is not aware. Doncaster Rovers were in 29 minutes 3 0 up away at Morecambe. Just appointed their brand new manager, who is the chief option, who needs a mentor, by the way. Um, Three and up, twenty nine minutes away at Morecambe, um, struggling Morecambe as well. Morecambe have been in a terrible run of form, and it all went badly after half time. Cole Stockton got two, Jonathan Obika got one, and former Miller Diego Ara got the fourth goal in the eighty fifth minute to complete a complete turnaround. Oh, Mick, it's just. I was going to say it would, but it's almost funny because if it weren't sad, but it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Is, I, mean, I, I don't have a massive problem with Donny. I never have had, you know. I, so funny. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I almost found myself getting involved on social media when they were, their fans were moaning about Mike Sheffrey getting getting the job. I think it's a good move for him. And yeah, it'll be hard. And yeah, it's going to be difficult. But, you know, you've got somebody with something to prove rather than some journeyman who's been to every club in football league and wants five grand a week to be, to, you, you know, to, to tell everybody. Gatter, I'm not being sensible. Either. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is funny, let's be fair. It with, with, oh, it's funny to be 3 0 up thinking you've got it won <laughs> and, and everything else because it's not us. It's funny. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with Donnie. I think the other result's funnier, to be honest. The other result for me, I think, is just. I, I think the last two, the last two results combined together of the other one make it twice as funny, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, yeah they do. Um, look, look, listen, listen. Shrewsbury Town, Shrewsbury Town won Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> the massive, huge Sheffield Wednesday nil. Shrewsbury Town, we're talking about here. <laughs> we're not talking about. We're not talking about Sunderland, or managed to put five past them, or anybody else. We're talking about Shrewsbury Town, a club probably as big as, probably as tin pot as we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yet they go there and they still can't get a result. I watched bits of the game, I didn't watch it all. 
I made a mistake in not watching the Donny game, and Wednesday were bad. They were really bad. They had nothing about them. They had no ideas. They How can they be that bad, bad with the best what? midfielder in world in their in their ranks? This, How is that this, possible? When I, what, I watched it because I was interested in Lewis Wing. Lewis Wing's sitting quite deep. Why would you do that? If you watched him play for us last season, he needed a free roll, didn't he? he needed, yeah. Not a free roll, but let him be progressive. Because they, one, one, they got Bannon. One, one team player as an attacking midfielder for us. Yeah. It was I said that, so deep. I said that when he went to him. Yeah. Mm. I said they, were, they weren't going to get along. Yeah. So, but, but, by, the sound, by the sounds right now, the, the, um, the birds have come home to roost. It sounds like Wednesday signing Lewis Wing was pure. Well, again, it's all rumour and speculation, but it sounds like it was more of a um, a put down to us, to use the polite yeah. terminology, in signing Lewis Wing. Like, oh, we can we can play the full wage, you can't. Well, you know, we've got him. Um, but it's for, for Wing. For, for Wing, it must be quite. Well, it will be frustrating. But to go from playing really well on loan at one club in the Championship to playing, let's well, not. I'll say it atrociously for another club in League One. Um, it, it must it must be quite disheartening for him. Mm. And the wor- and the worst thing is, he knows that e- even if he was to be recalled by Middlesbrough, which he nearly was for their game yeah, against yeah, Sheffield United yeah. until it got called off. Um, it, it, I, I don't, it must just be very upsetting for him. And the fact that all Wednesday fans are now saying, um, "Oh, we should have dropped we should have dropped him off on way back from Sunderland and this and other." I am starting to feel a bit sorry for him. It was funny to begin with, but now it's like, you know, like he's not being utilised correctly. No, I like um, it. Like, they don't. They could yeah. have dropped him off. Dropped him off on way past uh, from from Sunderland, but they don't come past Rotherham, do they? You know, double agent, <laughs> double agent wing is uh, is doing a, is doing the job, and 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 that's what they obviously don't realise and recognise the other guy there at Swillsbury, but. A bit too subtle for them, really. That I, I think because, yeah. because because it's Neil Warnock. Remember, it was Neil Warnock who initially sent him on loan, <laughs> Chef Wednesday. It's all Warnock's doing. I swear, I swear. <laughs> Neil, Neil Neil Warnock has played some sort of hand <laughs> yeah, card yeah. and gone. Yes, perfect. They would utilise him as a, as a central as a defensive midfielder, and it will screw him. But in all fairness to Chef Wednesday, to give him the credit, they have only lost one more game than us this season. Mm. But they've drawn ten games, which is the most in the league. So, so, yeah. so, the, so the, they're 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 at that level, but they're just not winning them. That's the thing. I said it when they were on the unbeaten run. They only won five of an unbeaten run. Mm. You, you know, and it, they're just not winning games. And I've seen on my Snapchat because I am makes me a lot of Chef Wednesday fans. I will admit. Um, they are giving Darren Moore some stick. And I said this to him, you've jumped the gun signing him from Doncaster. You should have given him a full season to work whatever magic he's got at Doncaster and then base a decision. But they've jumped the gun on it. And I think now... That, it has come... it? <laughs> and now it, it has come back and bit him a little bit. Which, if it was us, you'd hate to see it. Because it's a half Wednesday, it's a bit more of a smirk, isn't it? It is a bit, a bit of a smoke. <laughs> um, I think we'll finish there. So it's, it's always good to finish on a high note, isn't it? So let's finish on that one. Um, thank you all for watching. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe on the channel that you're watching. Give it a thumbs up on the video. If you're if you're listening on iTunes, and Spotify, make sure you follow and subscribe and give us a five star rating if you haven't already. 
We will be back on Thursday evening live for the YouTube and the podcast will be out Friday morning for the audio, which will be, as mentioned, a review of the crew game and a preview of what is going to be the QPR game. Who knows with COVID, these things change. We'll keep an eye out on all of what any changes that we're doing there. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, follow us on there. We've got 800 followers now. Just, just tipped over that for the new year. So thank you, everybody, who has followed us on there. Happy New Year. I hope everybody's having, having had a good one. Ben, this is the last time we'll see you on the podcast for a few weeks, unfortunately, isn't it? Yeah. Sad times. When will you be back, Ben? When are you going to be back with us? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Brilliant. Thanks for that. <laughs> cool. Uh, Danny, you'll be back on Thursday, won't you? Oh, yes. Of course I will. Unless, unless something something very, very drastic happens, I'll be here Thursday. <laughs> Excellent. And Mick, you'll be back Thursday, won't you? Uh, yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you all for watching. It's been beautiful, and we'll see you Thursday. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.